What's up, everybody? This is Phil Rogacki. And I'm Jared Abergina. You're listening to Two Tree Guys Podcast. What's up, everybody? Phil Rogacki here, bringing you another show from uh, Arbor Fest in North Carolina. Uh, I'm sitting here with Mr. Andreas Vernango. Is that right? That's Is that perfect. right? You did it. Oh, yeah. I got a little accent on it too, <laughs> Vernango. That's good. Yeah, uh, I was gonna do the show in Spanish, but I realized I don't know. I don't. I don't know Spanish, so we're gonna do it in English. Right on. <laughs> but before we uh, get into this, guys, and hear a story of uh, Andreas. Uh, if you enjoy the show today, man, pay the freaking fee, share it, tell a friend, send it out there. Uh, if you got something out of it, if it made you laugh, it was awesome. Share this shit. If you don't like it, don't share it. I won't lose sleep, but share it if you like it. So, uh, welcome, man. Thanks. It, have you been on a podcast before? I have not. So this right yeah. now, your words are going to be going out to the millions and millions of our Hopefully soon to be followers, awesome. <laughs> you know, out there. But man, welcome. Glad you uh, came on the show and that. So, you know, this show that we put together for the uh, for the viewers and people listen to it is everybody has a story and it's unique. Uh, your story is like a snowflake. It's like a fingerprint. It's like a face. There's only one of it in the world. So the things you've been through, you know, the trials, tribulations, the good times, the bad times uh, made you to the guy you are today sitting here. People need to hear that story. So, exactly. yeah. where are you from? Uh, I was born in Uruguay, Montevideo. Um, now, where the heck is that at? Montevideo is in Uruguay. Uh, okay. It's way down in South America. You know, we're a small country in between two giants, you know, Argentina and Brazil. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's what I was born. You live there still? I do live there. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. but I travel quite a bit. Yeah. You always on the road? Pretty much, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, how'd you... How'd you get in this crazy industry? Well, I think, you know, I always, um, we live all over uh, Uruguay. You know, my dad was in the military. Um, so oh, I always been outdoors, you know, so. Do they know. call him a military brat there? Uh, no, actually, no, I learned that term here. Yeah. Know, Army brat. Army brat, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah, no, about that. Uh, so I was always outdoors, you know, yeah. uh, riding horses and, you know, climbing trees, you know, and yeah. Um, so I think naturally that influenced me, Mike, what I was going to get in, into as an adult. Gotcha. Because I enjoy the outdoors so much. Gotcha. Um, and then, you know, I started university in Uruguay, agriculture, of course, you know, that mm -hmm. was wanted to, you know, work on the farm. And, and, um, and what do you guys grow down there? Oh, we have a lot of cattle. Okay. And um, mainly that's. Just more cattle. Yeah. Any crops? Yeah. Yeah. Soybeans and okay. Wheat. You know. What now? What you was it a cattle farm you were working on? No, no, no. Uh, our family had um, a history in that industry. Gotcha. So gotcha. Actually, you know, I wanted to get into that. Um, yeah. But then my dad was stationed in D.C. That was in in 2000, the year 2000. So he offered me the opportunity to join them in the states and, and go to go to the university. Uh, I'm a Terp graduated from maryland nice yeah nice so, so that's what year was this that you moved up I, here um we were here 88 89 okay uh, we were in, in georgia columbus georgia gotcha. okay. um and then dc that was 2000 2000 gotcha yeah i graduated 2003 mm -hmm. with a degree in agriculture of course you know mm -hmm. that's what i wanted to get yeah. into but uh you know arboriculture in latin america you know that that's something kind of uh, recent right 
Um, now, why is that? Their profession. Why um, is that? Why is that recent? Well, it's not like we don't know or people don't know about trees. Yeah, we do. But to give it a structure, uh, even mm -hmm. curriculum at universities, it, it's, yeah. we, there aren't degrees in arboriculture, you know, for taking care of trees. There is. Do you know who spearheaded that and started, you know, bringing that into South America? Um, I think, you know, Mexico and Brazil, uh, those are the two countries that kind of started giving it a structure. Gotcha. Um, Brazilian Agriculture Association, you know, it's been going on for 25 years. Mm -hmm. um, so, but more recently, you know, recent last five years, it's really taken off. Gotcha. Um, okay. So here in the States, I, I started to see that and, and pretty much all my electives were, uh, in arboriculture, uh -huh. right? Yeah. But then I got in, kind of to the landscape industry and, and, and then, you know, about 15 years ago, I really got into the, into the, uh, the industry, the arboriculture. Now, how, that 15 years, what was it that you got into where you're like, you know, your first experience with trees like that? My, my first experience, like doing actual, you know, our work in, in that industry, um, we had a big issue in Uruguay uh, with eucalyptus, you know, trees started falling over. Um, so, you know, I was there in Uruguay at the time. This was 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, and the government, you know, they asked me, hey, you know, can you help us find a solution? You know, because we can't tell, you know, which trees are safe, which trees are not. So why did the government come to you? Um, well, you know, I had a relationship with them um, from, you know, not a working, not a work, but um, Mm -hmm. But I knew some of the guys there involved. So I started talking to them about bringing in some technology. So that's how we got into tree radar and studying the roots of the trees and, and mm -hmm. decay, you know, bringing, bringing a, a little bit of technology yeah. you know, into their um, toolbox. Yeah. Say in a way. Yeah. Um, so that's how I started really working in that industry. And yeah. then that led into, you know, more climbing and, and more recently into training and education. Really? Yeah. Nice. Uh, and that's how that led into, you know, founding La Casa del Arborista because, you know, I was doing a lot of consulting in Latin America as well, traveling through all these countries and seeing the same issue. Who, who was hiring you? I mean, where were you traveling? What were you doing? I was doing a lot of conferences. Okay. You know, talking about introducing technology into into the industry. So people were people were asking you to come speak. Yeah. Please? Yeah. Why you? What? Well, I became kind of a leading expert okay. in that field. Okay. Risk assessment. In South uh, America. In South America. Well, actually worldwide, you know, I, I ended up doing the largest uh, non-invasive tree risk assessment study in the world, you know, with like 3,000 trees, you know, uh -huh. um, with that technology. It was really awesome. So you're one of the leading experts in the world on this. In tree radar, yeah. In tree yeah. radar. Yeah. Neat. Pretty amazing, you know. Neat. Yeah. Now, how'd you start getting into tree radar and learning this? Well, the person that developed it. Uh, was a professor at the University of Maryland. So naturally, you know, there was a connection there. Um, and I got this big job in Uruguay. So, you know, I was doing a lot of beta testing for their software and, and developing the technology to what we have now, which is incredible. You know, you can even tell the size of the roots, you know. So you, when you were in Maryland, this professor that developed it, I mean, uh, uh, invented it. Yeah. Uh, when you went back to Uruguay and you knew some people from the government, I just want to get my story straight. Yeah. Uh, they were asking you, they knew you went to college for this and you connected him 
and the technology down there and said, we need to bring this down here. Right. This can solve some things. Exactly. And that's yeah. where it kind of really started growing your business. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know. That was a really good good way in into the industry gotcha. and, and okay. getting to know a lot of people and, and the problems they were having, right? Yeah. Um, gotcha. So, so traveling so much, you know, I could see the same issues, right? From management, how do you manage a tree? Um, um, a population of trees in a city, uh, mm -hmm. and so what are some of these issues? Well, technology like tree inventory. You know, mm -hmm. I still know cities that run their inventory with an Excel, Excel sheet, and mm -hmm. and have inventories that are you know 10, 15 years old. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So do you have any technology with that to help those cities out? Yeah, we use uh, geospatial technology from Planet Geo. Okay. Uh, we're, we're partners with them. Okay. Uh, Planet Geo. Planet Geo, yeah. Okay. They have a an, an app, free plotter app. Yeah. It's very easy. So basically, I took their GIS um, information, which was ten years old, uploaded into the app, and then I, when I was walking down the street, I was updating their inventory. You know, they couldn't believe it. Yeah. How fast? Yeah. Yeah. On you know, spot, I've, you I've know. talked to those um, those individuals before, and they it's it's a neat technology. Yeah. Very neat technology, yeah. you know, from that. Um, and you can do a lot more than, yeah. than just, you know, do a tree inventory. Yeah. You have all this data. Um, so with that tree inventory, because there's a lot of tree companies out there that they don't inventory trees or have record of trees and homeowners don't and cities don't. Uh, talk about the importance a little bit more of an inventory and what do you do with this inventory? Right. Why is it important? Well, I guess the concept is you can't manage what you don't don't know what you have, right? Um, yeah. So getting all this data allows you to to uh, you know very quickly you know manage that population of trees, mm -hmm. um, plan work, you know, even with contractors, you can just assign jobs, and it, it's very you mm -hmm. know it's like incredible. Keeping the history of when it was last touched, who touched exactly. it, what pruned yeah. on it, what treatments we're doing. Are we treating, are we over treating it in a way, you know, um, cause you see a lot on these properties that somebody comes out and arborist one year, he's like, Oh, we got to do this, this, and this. And he does it and plant health care and puts this in the soil. Well, next year they hire another company cause they're cheaper and Oh, we got to do this, this, and this, and this. And then they start over treating the tree. They don't know what the last person did to that tree. Um, and it's like, you know, you go to the doctor, if you went to a new doctor, the new doctor goes, I have your files of what the old doctor prescribed you. So I don't give you anything that you don't need. Exactly. And that's the importance of having yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same concept. Gotcha. So in data is so important, right? Uh, and with tree Raider, it's, uh, we can quantify the root system of a, of a tree yeah so when you can when you collect a lot of data then you can start running some you know uh, statistics and mm -hmm. and mathematical models that allow you to detect you know early signs of you know decline and, and which trees might be at higher risk mm -hmm. uh, so you start developing that uh, yeah gotcha that so set of data so let me ask you this, you know, being out in California and having the, the issue with trees that we have and the fires and stuff, do you have any advice for California and the trees out there and the eucalyptus and the, the fires that are happening? Well, I think we got to put things in perspective, right? Mm -hmm. uh, fires, you know, it, it's not a new event, right? Fires in California has been going on for yeah. years. And if you look at even some seeds, 
they need a fire to germinate, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, we are actually invading nature. Yeah. Right? Uh, mm -hmm. So we got to put that in, into perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a crazy time out there in California right now. It is. Crazy, crazy time. Crazy yeah. time for that. So what's, what's the future hold for you? What's, what's, what's the next steps? So La Casa de Arborista, you know, has really taken off. Uh, and, and I did it because I wanted to, to move the industry, and the, not only the industry, but also the profession. Mm -hmm. right? We got to make that distinction profession in the industry mm -hmm. right um mm -hmm. so my goal was to initially you know get gear in people's hand proper gear mm -hmm. um and then but that also led to developing an academy like you know how important education and training yes, is absolutely right um, absolutely so you know it's been amazing we're operating in 10 countries in latin america really now. yeah tell me, tell me about the school well the academy um you know how hard it is to, to <laughs> set up an academy and, and, and all the gear. And we're so spread out, right, that, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's challenging. Uh, but people, you know, are really appreciating, you know. Uh, they never had training uh, on climbing, on, yeah. on chainsaw. You know, yeah. people that have been using a chainsaw for 20 years were wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, and even how they, they cut down trees, you know. Yeah. So we're trying to make a difference in, in people's awesome. lives, right? That's awesome. Uh, we're now opening a uh, training center in Spain, so that's coming up in May. Nice. Uh, so, what what is this? What's 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 in the training center? Training center. So we have uh, a room for um, classes. Okay. And then downstairs we have uh, you got a tree inside inside the uh, place. Uh, you're gonna have to come. Oh my God! I've, <laughs> it's actually, I definitely do. Yeah, it's actually in the Canary Islands. So, really? Yeah, we have a great partner there. Um, our partners in the Canary Islands, yeah. they, they've been, they have an academy. Uh, they've been running it for 25 years. Uh, so, uh, an arborist or uh, tree climbing academy? Yeah, basically these guys, uh, they provide training. If you want to touch a palm in the Canary Islands, you got to take the class with them. Gotcha. Uh, so they, they're the experts, you know, they treat like 30,000 palms a year, uh, but they don't have the, the climbing techniques for mm -hmm. climbing trees. Gotcha. Um, so we're introducing, you know, gear, specialized gear for, for tree climbing. And, and we're going to learn a lot about, you know, how to treat palms as well. So, nice. So that's the idea with, with Arborista, you know, it's like getting, uh, creating a huge community of arborists, you know, around the world and, yeah. and, and just working that angle, you know. And you have 10 locations? We have 10 locations, Latin America. Um, and we try to uh, connect, you know, it, it's a franchise model. So, gotcha. Um, gotcha. We try to get people involved that can add something different, you know. So everybody, you know, we have people that are specialists in transplanting big trees or, you know, uh, injections. How do you and, set up this location there? So, for instance, somebody in South America, they're like, hey, I want to come to your school. How long is the school? How do they get into it? How do they contact? Where do they go? Yeah. So we basically have a director of our academy, Mauricio. He's based in uh, out of Colombia. Okay. Uh, and then we have uh, assistants. So they basically, you know, touring South America, we set up our classes. We have five levels mm -hmm. of um, level one, two, chainsaw, three and four, which is pruning and rigging. Gotcha. Um, and now we're going to add, start adding more of the arborist type, uh, yeah. like more like injections, risk, risk assessment, gotcha. uh, pruning techniques. Uh, How long is this class for? 
Well, level classes. Yeah, it's um, to get through the whole program. It's about 18 days, 18 days. Yeah. So 18 full days, they can get through all the different levels. Yeah. Level gotcha. one, two, uh, chainsaw, three and four. And then do they continue to keep coming back? Yeah. 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 For like different classes and things like yeah. that, that you guys have. How and, often? And this is something that, you know, I really want to talk about because what we are seeing in Latin America and, and I think it's, you know, I, I'm not very happy. Um, you see a two day course where you learn climbing and chainsaw. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't get somebody trained on climbing and chainsaw in two mm-hmm. days, right? Yeah. So, you know, uh, in three days, we teach, you know, uh, the basics of climbing and going up and down the tree, setting up your line, you yeah. know, SRT, DRT. Yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, I hope that people can understand that and, and, and go through a real process of learning, you know. That, when, when you... We work in the different colleges in California, um, and they have a 200-hour course that they take you through. So it's five weeks they take you through, 25 days you're going. Uh, and it's it's incredible what taking someone through 25 days compared to two days from that. Yeah. You know, uh, but it's, you know, the thing everybody runs into or has a hard time is, well, I can't, I don't, I can't pay for that person to go through school for you know, three weeks. And then you have the person that does want to go through the schooling and the training and they go, I can't afford that. I got to work. So there is a balance that I think the 18 days, the 25, that is absolutely the best. And we need to get to that and force that, but having someone go through a five day course and continue the training out in the field, you know, they make money. That's the balance we try to keep as they train, they go out in the field, they get assessed with their mentor. They're assigned a mentor that's with them mm-hmm. to go through and train them in the field. And then they come back in. They go back out. They come back in. They go back out. And then it's a uh, 144 hours a year of education that they need to yeah. to move on. I think but, we do 136, something like that. Oh, I so, love it. Man, yeah. you got me. I know this is like a 15, 20 minute. I, <laughs> but I want to pick your brain on so many things uh, on there because I need help. And there's a lot of things that you may have already been through to be able to help us out from there and maybe some things that we can pass along and help out you know with you guys and in, in your school yeah absolutely you yeah. know from that it's a learning process you know in developing yeah. this um, there's not much education out there in our industry and, and like i always say is it's it's kind of having having an industry as dangerous as this industry and most of these individuals that get in they're given a hard hat and they to just go out in the field and you're just going to learn. And if you make it, you make it. And if you don't make it, we'll get somebody else to take it. Yeah. And then that process of what they learn takes five, six years. And you can get that foundation in, you know, 18 weeks. You can get that foundation in 18 days, you know, of understanding it. They won't learn it in six years for yep. what you're going to teach them in 18 days. Exactly. From so what? where's your big vision? What's the vision of your company and where are you going to go? You're going to be in every country in the United States. I mean, in the world, are you, you know, what's, what's the goal here? No, I mean, you know, I think we are in the places that we want it to be. Uh, and now it's just, you know, building on that, uh, improving our programs and, uh, adding, you know, more, uh, more programs to it. Um, mm-hmm. like I said, more on the technical side, not so much climbing and rigging, yeah, uh, but more for people that have to make decisions, you know, tree inventories. Uh, how do how do we manage, you know, the uh, our trees, you know? Um, mm-hmm. 
That's good. Yeah, you know, I think we need to go in that direction, right? Do you have a team of that's writing the curriculum for you? Yeah, we do have a team. Uh, we all, we all uh, get together, you know, and 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 two or three guys, you know, work on the on the core of the program, and then we all criticize it and and, and say, hey, break you know, it down. We, yeah, break it down, and we need to add this or that, and you yeah. know. Um, can they take a lot of these courses and classes online? Not yet. We're working on a platform so that um, not only on the climbing, you know, I think it's necessary, right? A lot of these guys that come in, take the class, and, and they go through all the mechanicals and different saddles and different ropes. Yeah. You know, that's really how we wanted to, to set it up. Yeah. Uh, so people can experiment, you know, hey, you know, I like the rope runner or I like the rope wrench, you know. Um, mm. I think that's, uh, that's something important in, yeah. in, in our process. Um, but then they go back to their job and they're climbing on a, um, construction saddle. You know, that's mm -hmm. what happens in South America, uh, in, in, in sneakers, you know? Um, yeah. So they forget. And, and, and I think having the online, just to keep refreshing, refreshing, yeah. refreshing yeah. and keeping track of what they're learning. And they're like, Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. How do I do that? Okay. I got it. And then hands on and also online. Those two mixed together, you can really train somebody. Yeah, you know, uh, this is awesome. This is really awesome, man. I'm I'm really I'm really <laughs> glad Tom brought you over to meet you. Uh, are you ever out in California? Man, I haven't been to California. I think 1989. What? Um, yeah. Well, I was in San Francisco. Um, come come out there and come visit us. Come yeah. out there. We'll do a proper podcast in uh, in our studio. Come go through some training with us. Uh, courses that we'll have out there at our academy and everything love and yeah. uh, love for you just to see what we have and what we're yeah. kind of building and and see how we can collaborate to help each other out for you know sure. our our mission as a company is to elevate the standard of the industry through education training and innovation you know it's to constantly create that standard and us just to keep getting better and better and better out there and and guys like you are doing what you're doing you know hats off to you because it's not easy it's not easy in south america you know no uh, we're trying to, you know, develop leadership, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we're gonna be here for so long, but we need somebody that continues, right? Mm -hmm. um, so we work a lot on that, mm -hmm. on building that community and and, and team building, and I love you know, it. I um, love it. It is leadership, yeah. making men and women to be able to lead the next generations, yeah, and to continue to keep innovating. You know, the things we learn today and we think are the standard. 10 years are going to go by and they're going to look back like, oh, you use that. That's not even used in the industry anymore because we're up here now. We've elevated that standard of what we do here. Yeah. The technology is going to continue to just keep getting better and better Definitely. and better. You know, and, you know, our goal is we want to save future lives. We want to create better lives. We want to create more money for these these guys and girls in the yeah. industry. And that's going to be by training them and educating them and the professionalism and the leadership that's instilled in them to go to the different employers to start their own company and then to get out all the people that are the hacks that lower the hourly rate, lower the exactly. money, and now make it more a profession. And it's profession. Telling, yeah. profession and telling the world what we do. No one knows we even exist out there. The majority of the urban communities, they don't know arboriculture and climbing is even a career that you can get into. Yeah. And if you can get into it, how? Where do you go? How? Is there a school? Not in America. There's not. You know, there's no there's no college education course in that a school where I can learn how to climb and be in the tree care business, mm -hmm. you know, uh, for that. So that change and I commend you 
for what you're doing. And I, you. We would love to come to Spain and do some <laughs> training. So if you need special guests out there, I'll come out there and enjoy it. But I'll, well, Jared will come out there in the team and we can come do a special event out there in Spain. That'd be that'd be uh, uh, awesome. Absolutely right awesome. Yeah. You know, we're organizing our first um, championship that's going to be in Chile, deciding on the dates. I think it's going to be February. Yeah. Um, but really, you know, yeah, the focus is going to be, you know, uh, exposing people to techniques and, and different methods and, and equipment and, you know, and getting them engaged, you know, different activities. So that's good. That's good. We're, I think, yeah, it's going to be nice. We have Mark Chisholm, Ryan Torchicola, Travis, uh, Vickerson, Jared Abergina, Matt Mackley. They will all come to Chile. <laughs> we'll train, we'll teach, and then we'll do the climbing competition with you guys. Right on. You're going to need a lot of volunteers. <laughs> yeah, we'll come down there, we'll score, we'll do the whole thing uh, and run it with you guys. You know, If you guys do need any help, we're there for you. So. Thank you so much. Uh, what's the words of wisdom you can leave everybody? Words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. <laughs> Tips from the top. You know, think, something to you give know, somebody uh, just a nugget and a little boost for the day. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, you put your own limits, right? Um, you set your own uh, limits. So if you really want something, you just got to lean into it and, and surround yourself with the right people. Um, I think that, you know, that's that's how I did it. You got the right people around you? I think so. Good. <laughs> yeah, pretty good team. Good, man. Yeah. Good. I like that. I like that. Well, and just be passionate, you know, about what you do and getting something that you really like doing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I hear you, man. And Andreas, it, it was a pleasure to meet Likewise. you. Thank it was you pleasure, so much. definitely. Guys, if you like the show today, man, and uh, you got something out of it, share it, share it. Uh, we're definitely going to have Andreas uh, on more on this show and maybe call in or maybe we'll do the podcast in Chile or Spain or he'll come out to California and spend some time with us out there. But uh, I appreciate everybody and appreciate what everybody does today. And just remember to continue to elevate the standard of our industry through training, education, and innovation. We appreciate everybody. Have a great day. Bye.